I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The FT. This is the latest in the series, A Life of a Song. And I'm David Honigman. This week, war. War in the east. War. Midway through a concert in 1992, to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Bob Dylan's first recording, Sinead O'Connor took centre stage, intending to sing a sweetly ingenuous version of I Believe in You. Watching what happened next is, even now, heartbreaking. O'Connor is smiling at Chris Christopherson's introduction, which has praised her courage and integrity. But Madison Square Garden is full of shouting, and after a moment it becomes clear that most, not all, but most, of the 20,000-strong crowd are booing her. The crowd's anger stems from O'Connor's appearance two weeks before on Saturday Night Live, where she has concluded her performance by tearing up a picture of Pope John Paul II. Ripping pictures apart is practically an Irish musical tradition. Bob Geldof famously did this to John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John when the Boomtown Rats displaced them from the top of the charts. O'Connor's action was a protest, 18 years before Pope Benedict acknowledged the problem, against child abuse in the Catholic Church. Whatever sort of Dylan fans are in the garden tonight, their favourite lyric is clearly not, don't follow leaders. They will not tolerate iconoclasm, or at least not from a 25-year-old Irish girl. The boos grow louder and louder. Abruptly, O'Connor stops smiling. She stands stock still, barely blinking. The guitarist ventures an opening phrase and she cuts him dead with a wave of her arms. Christofferson whispers in her ear, lip-reading, you sense he is telling her not to let the audience get her down. I'm not down, she replies. The booing has lasted more than two minutes now, an eternity in stage time. Booker T. Jones vamps tentatively on piano and O'Connor stops him by drawing her hand across her throat. Turn this up, she shouts into the microphone, and then she starts half to sing, half shout, until the philosophy which holds one race superior, she's pulling out her in-ear monitors even as she sings, now valiantly out of tune, and another, inferior, is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned everywhere is war. O'Connor has switched bobs from Dylan to Marley. But these words originated in a speech given a few blocks away from Madison Square Garden at the United Nations General Assembly in 1963. The speaker was the Emperor Haile Selassie, who had ruled Ethiopia since 1930, 
apart from a period of exile during the Italian invasion, and had just founded the Organisation of African Unity. The emperor was worshipped as God by Rastafarians, a belief he did nothing to dispel when he visited Jamaica in 1966. Ten years later, the most famous Rastafarian of them all, Bob Marley, set his speech to music, and this became the song War, the highlight of Rastaman vibration. Until the colour of a man's skin is of no more significance than the colour of his eyes, miss a war that until the basic human rights... Marley's version, recorded in the febrile atmosphere, recreated in Marlon James's A Brief History of Seven Killings, sings the words more or less straight, over a steady reggae vamp from Aston family man Barrett, his brother Carlton, and the other whalers. Roots reggae traditionally has short, punchy refrains, Do You Remember the Days of Slavery? But this song draws its mounting tension from Selassie's extended rhetorical complex sentences, release coming only with the blunt repetitive refrain of war. Later, Marley would use the same rolling cadences for his own redemption song. The Jamaican tradition of versioning, adding new vocal tracks over the rhythmic chassis of an old hit, went to work on war. In 1996, the French musician Bruno Blum convened the surviving whalers to record a backing track, over which was laid a recording of Haile Selassie himself. The subsequent album includes a ten-and-a-half-minute recording by the Emperor of the whole speech, in Amaric, again with reggae backing. Back in the garden in 1992, O'Connor too is versioning, tweaking the lyrics to drive her point home. Until the ignoble and unhappy regime that holds all others through child abuse, child abuse, in subhuman bondage, has been toppled. Everywhere is war. She finishes, looks the crowd in the eye, and stalks off stage. The most Dylan-esque moment of the night is not even Dylan. Subhuman bondage has been toppled, utterly destroyed. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.